Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, welcome to the One Organized Mama podcast. This is episode number four, and this week it's all about kitchen organization. Why are we talking about this this week? Maybe you're in denial a little bit like I am, because next week is Thanksgiving. Right after that, we get into the busy holiday season. So there's no better time than this week to get into your kitchen and get things organized. So let's talk about it. All right, I'll start with my kitchen. I love to cook. I cook at least once a day, most days of the week. Sometimes I'll cook, you know, two meals a day uh, during during summertime or when the kids are home. I do try to do even more than that. I'm all about meal prepping and meal planning. So I'll talk about my kitchen, which is the busiest place in my home, um, as I'm sure it is for most of you, and how I organize it, kind of what my philosophy is about having an organized kitchen. My kitchen needs to save me time. It needs to be set up in a very instinctive kind of manner, and I'll get into that in just a minute. And it needs to be very much grab and go. And again, that kind of goes back with the saving time. So um, this week, make sure you follow me on Instagram and Facebook. It's One Organized Mama on both platforms. I'm going to be sharing some photos of kitchens that we've done for clients. And I'll show you my very own kitchen and why I set it up the way that I do. So definitely go on and like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. All right, so if you're a follower of us in social media, you know I have a four-step system that I apply to every project to get it organized. The four steps are step one, declutter and sort. Step two, create a zone. Step three, label and contain. And step four, teach and maintain. So let's dive in. How do we use those four steps to organize a kitchen? Okay. Step one, declutter and sort. This is pretty self-explanatory as far as the decluttering. Most of you guys know how to declutter a space, but I want to make you very aware of one very important point when it comes to decluttering. Work on one small space at a time, small space. In a kitchen, this is one cabinet or one drawer or even one shelf, depending on how big that shelf is. So maybe one shelf in your pantry. Do not decide, I'm going to declutter my entire kitchen this week and just start pulling stuff out of every drawer every cabinet off every shelf, because you will end up with piles and piles of stuff all over your kitchen. You're going to end up very frustrated and it's just going to be a mess and you're going to 
just walk away in frustration. So start small, one cabinet, one drawer at a time. All right, let's talk a little bit about some of the stuff maybe you should be organizing this week, again, since we're getting into the holiday season. I would focus on spices, flour, sugar, anything that you do with baking. Um, Also, any kind of holiday entertaining items that you have. A lot of us have like the really nice platters or big baking pans or sheets that we only use this time of year. So it's time to kind of go through a purge of that. Um, And do not forget about your fridge and your freezer. My mother wants to kill me every time she comes over and we do a big family gathering and she's helping me bag up the leftovers and there's never anywhere to put them in my refrigerator because I forget to clean it out sometimes before we host parties or events. So don't forget that fridge and that freezer. So... You've chosen your small space, your one drawer, your one cabinet. You've picked a point in your kitchen that you're going to start with and you're going to work your way around. Set out some sorting signs. Generally in a kitchen, you just need your keep, uh, donate, recycle, and trash. Those are the four basic sorting signs that you're going to need. I kind of simplify the process. I just drag over my kitchen uh, trash can, recycle bin, And I usually have a box for donation items. Um, Side note on donations, this is a great time to kind of clear through your canned goods and um, donate the items that, you know, that are still good, but that you can donate to a local food bank or pantry item that feeds the homeless. Um, I get into this kick where I'm like, oh, we're going to have these great soups and I'm going to make soups and I'll buy these great canned organic soups that I never end up eating. Items like that that <clears throat> you know your family is not going to eat, um, they're they're great. So don't forget your local food banks this time of year, especially, and definitely consider donating them um, your non-perishable items. <clears throat> so you've opened your one cabinet, and I want you to take everything out. As you take everything out, it goes into one of your areas. It's either keep. So usually I'll just put the keep pile on the counter right next to me or on the table. Just again, you don't want to have to walk across. So just keep everything in one small space. Donate stuff goes in the donation box. And then of course, anything that's trash or for recycling goes in the respective bins. Once you've cleared out your cabinet, I want you to take a damp cloth. And now is the time to wipe it all down. Wipe out those crumbs, wipe out that dust, wipe off that sticky like dust uh, uh, grease film that kind of accumulates in our kitchens. Wipe it all out. Okay. Now, the second part of step one is sorting. Now that you've handled your donations, your trash, your recycle, look at your keep pile. Sorting is simply grouping like items together. So you're going to group glasses together by the type of glass. So if you have coffee mugs, I kind of separate those a little bit. So everyday drinking glasses, maybe coffee mugs. Um, A lot of us have different sets of dishes. So like the everyday bowls, plates, that type of thing. So you're just simply kind of grouping like items together. This is also the time to take those items that accumulate from another space in, in your house. So a lot of times if we have company coming up, we'll just grab stuff off counters and put them in drawers or cabinets. 
go put those items away where they belong. So go put them away in the room that they belong. Get them out of your kitchen now. All right. So now that you've grouped like items together, we naturally move into step two, which is create a zone. What is create a zone? A lot of other professional organizers call it space planning. Space planning is basically how do you use this item? Where do you use this item? How frequently do you use this item? Who uses this item? So it's sort of the questions that you ask yourself. Again, I want my kitchen to be instinctive. And I'm going to give you an example of this. We host a lot of family and friends throughout the year. So we have a lot of friends that come and visit us. We have a really pretty big house. So we have, um, so they all feel pretty comfortable. If you're ever at my house, it is definitely the type of house like you come, you put your feet on the furniture, you help yourself to a drink when you want to. If you need a snack, you know where the pantry is type of place. So it's definitely kind of like mi casa es su casa uh, when you come here. So um, say we have a group of friends that are staying in at our home and <clears throat> they get up before me in the morning and I want they want to go ahead and make themselves a cup of coffee. So I kind of give everyone a, a grand tour of my kitchen when they come and stay with us. And I have my kitchen zoned so that it's instinctive because nobody's going to remember like the third drawer from left is a utensil drawer. But if they see the coffee pot, they're going to know right above the coffee pot is the cabinet with the coffee mugs and the cabinet directly below is contains the actual coffee and little canister of sugar, um, creamers obviously in the fridge. But it's all right there. So they don't even have to think about it. Again, it goes back to just instinctive. So that's how I zone my kitchen. Obviously, I have a little um, niece who's a year and a half, um, and she is madly in love with my pantry. So she's been, she's trained and conditioned now to come to my house. And when she wants a snack, she knows exactly where to go. So just to give you a couple of ideas on how um, my kitchen is zoned out. Some zones for you to consider when it comes to kitchens are baking, food prep, serving, barbecue, coffee, kid, entertaining, everyday utensils, glassware, plates, and then bar glassware. So we, I do separate the everyday stuff from the entertaining stuff. All right. <clears throat> when you're creating zones, you kind of this is where you kind of want to take a step back and look at your kitchen like from another viewpoint. How do I use my kitchen? Where do I naturally prepare our food? Where do my kids kind of sit to eat their snacks? Um, kind of take a look at all of that and you want to start to zone your kitchen. How you naturally use your kitchen. Um, again, in my kitchen, my food prep zone is on the countertop to the left of the stove. Right underneath that is where I store my um, cutting boards, colander, all of that. The drawers right there have um, knives and peelers and all of that. And then up on the counter, I have two crocks full of um, utensils that I use for cooking and food prep. 
a note on the Crocs and these utensils. Again, eight years as a professional organizer, you don't need 12 spatulas. Like nobody needs that many spatulas. I've actually helped um, with organizing kitchens for people who are professional chefs. And if you go to a professional chef's kitchen, they really don't have that many items. They like they're very specific about what kind of spatulas and and uh, knives they use and all that. It's pretty fascinating. So those of us who are novice cooks, like we think we need every spatula from William Sonoma or the Target Isles. So um, we don't. So pare down on your spatulas. Try to keep it to like three, like a rubber spatula. A stainless steel one, and then I don't know, a slotted one. So those can be in the crocs that are right next to the stove because, again, you want to be able to just grab and go. You want it to be instinctive. So when I'm doing my food prep right there, I can cut and chop stuff up and it goes directly into whatever I'm cooking on the stove. And then also it helps in saving time when we're putting away our dishes too. We just know exactly where everything goes. So zone your kitchen. All right. The other thing about zoning, I want you to take a look and at your family. What do you and your family do in your kitchen? Again, a lot of kitchens are the busiest place in the home. They're kind of the center of the home, the hub of the home. Maybe your kids are doing homework in the kitchen. Maybe you do some work in the kitchen Maybe you're paying your bills or that's where you do family game night. So you kind of want to take a look at your kitchen and think about all of the other activities your family does. And then think about that when you're creating your zones. So for instance, if your kids are doing their homework in their zone or in the kitchen zone, create a little homework zone. So just even if it's like a little small bin that has some pencils, pencil sharpeners, crayons, extra paper, And that way they can put everything in there. It's their little homework box and you can put it maybe on a low shelf in the pantry or an unused um, drawer or cabinets. Um, I kind of go up and downstairs. I have a two-story home, so my home office is upstairs. But when my kids are home, um, I do do some work for my kitchen table. And so I'll take my laptop down there. And I try to store a um, extra phone charger or laptop charging cord down there. I know it sounds silly and very like first worldy to have to run back up and down stairs to get your phone charger. But quite honestly, it is a purpose because you, you know, when you're doing those activities, if you are running around the house trying to look for things, you're going to get distracted. Um, You're going to forget to go back to what you were doing. So the whole thing about organization is is that you want it to be as productive as possible. So it's actually not a bad idea just to have like a phone charger or something stored downstairs as well. All right. Um, in my many years in the organization profession, one of the things, I have a lot of pet peeves, um, but one of the things that I tell every single client, and I see this in so many homes, but clients will store paper and plastic products in their kitchen. Um, to me, that's like a big, huge no-no. Um, I do obviously have an area where I have napkins and paper plates and paper towels and such. But paper and plastic products, especially if you're a Costco shopper like we are, um, they come in huge 
big bulky, you know, things, and they don't need to be stored in your kitchen. The real estate, the quote unquote real estate in your kitchen is in high demand. It's, you know, if you think about the real estate industry, all about location, 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 think of your kitchen like that. So when I work with clients, um, I try to convince them to store those paper and um, plastic products, paper plates, all of that kind of stuff, kind of far, far away. It can go into a bin in the garage. Um, Mine is stored in a cabinet in my laundry room because I can just replenish every few days the napkins or the paper plates and such. So do not store those things, those big bulky items in your kitchen. Same with cleaning supplies actually too. I just have like a countertop spray and you know a few items under the sink, but for the most part, those are stored in another part of my house, um, just kind of away because I don't use them every day. So, all right. Let's move on to step number three. This is everyone's favorite step, but I have to be the bad guy here and tell you it's step number three for a reason. It is label and contain. Do not, when you decide you want to get ready, do not go to Target or Walmart or the container store or whatever your favorite place to buy products is and go and shop when you're getting ready to get organized. Do not do this. The first step is not go buy a bunch of products to get organized. Organization has nothing to do with products. It has everything to do with implementing systems in your home and your life. So even though this is the fun step and the step that almost everybody loves, just don't do it quite yet. I'm going to talk about what kind of containers and a little bit about labels. But first, I want to let you know that this week I'm going to be posting a lot of photos, like I said, on social media about kitchens. Um, You guys are going to see some photos in there that we did for clients and we also did for marketing purposes. So I don't want you to completely overthink this. Um, There's one photo in particular that I'm thinking about and it's beautifully laid out pantry. I mean, my organizers that did this pantry are cream of the crop. They did an exceptional job in this pantry. And, but I have to let you in on a little secret. That pantry is for um, a family. It's actually a celebrity couple who has two housekeepers on their staff. So um, that's not a normal pantry (laughs) for most of us. They can maintain that pantry because they have people in their life that maintain it for them. Um, They're certainly wonderful to look at. There's a lot of Instagram feeds out there. There's a lot of things out there on Pinterest from other very talented professional organizers. But to be quite honest, we use those photos for marketing purposes. Um, I don't really recommend that you go out and spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Um, It can even get into the thousands on products and labels um, because it's just not practical. Um, I've been a professional organizer for many years, and my kitchen is very functional, but not everything is labeled and contained um, like the Instagram feeds that you see out there. Um, Because I have a family, and it just takes a lot of time and a lot of money, and it's not always um, a practical way to, to get organized. All right, so containers. I highly recommend clear containers for kitchens. 
Um, sometimes I'll throw in some wicker baskets in my kitchen. Um, but for the most part, I'm a big advocate for clear containers. Two of my favorite brands are InterDesign. Um, you can find them, I believe, at Walmart, Target, and Amazon is where I've bought most of my InterDesign products. And I love them because they, they're all clear and they're the clear bins and, and such. My second favorite brand for organizing for kitchens is the OXO Pop brand. So I'm sure you've seen them with the little pop lid. Um, I like them because they do a lot of square um, containers, which um, round containers are not always very space or effective in, in small spaces. So I like, you know, uh, squared off containers. Um, and they're just easy to kind of fill and clean and and it makes things and life a little bit easier in the uh, kitchen. So clear containers if you are going to make the investment. Labels. Okay, again, back to those fabulous Instagram feeds where people are, I, I heard a term recently that another company uses called decanting where they take products and they pour them into containers and they have this beautifully like, it's almost like calligraphy um, drawn label on containers. And again, gorgeous. Um, but again, for most of us, not so practical. I actually don't advise labeling a lot of stuff in your kitchen, especially the clear containers, because you have to wash them. And if you um, just look at your life, like, do you really have time to peel off the, the label, wash the container in your dishwasher or hand wash if you have that much time, which I don't, and then reapply the label and refill it? It's a lot of steps. So before you take the time and invest in doing labels on your individual containers, um, just take all of these things into consideration. Also, um, I know this, uh, I'll, I'll put like a bag of cookies in one container and if it's labeled cookies, well, the next bag of cookies I buy doesn't fit that container. So then I'm like, well, crap, what's going to go in there? So it just, what happens is that it just sits in there with a blank um, container that says cookies or ends up with like crackers inside. And so anyway, just makes life way more complicated than it should be. So kind of chill out on the labels. What I will say is if there's an item that's very similar and you have the clear containers like salt and sugar, slap a label on the bottom of it, salt, sugar. That way you don't ever get confused. Same with flowers. I know a lot of us do a lot of different types of baking. So you might have different flowers, slap a label on the bottom. Um, so that's something that is helpful as far as labeling. One last note, I am a huge fan of labeling inside kitchen cabinets, especially tall kitchen cabinets. So again, this time of year, I'm looking for those holiday platters and such. So I know because I use them infrequently, they go up high and so when I open the cabinet, I never remember which cabinet I put them in. If I open the cabinet, I'll remember if I've slapped a label up on the upper side, on the inside of that cabinet. It's something I do actually for clients all of the time. Um, a lot of my clients that I've worked with in recent years, I pretty much just go in and organize their home. So they're not there. They're not involved or being a part of it. So that way they can just open their cabinet and they know where I've, I've stored everything for them. So inside cabinets is a big thumbs up. I do like doing labels there. 
Now, step number four is teach and maintain. All right, this is simply all about habits. Um, next week's episode is going to, I'm going to talk more about habits. So make sure you tune in next week and listen to my podcast on habits. And I'll dive a little bit deeper into these. But how do you maintain your kitchen? Well, first, a kitchen needs to be done daily. I teach a technique. I just call it my daily three. It's something that I've done in my own life for years. There are three daily household chores that I have assigned myself every single day. One is I make my bed. I do one load of laundry a day and I make sure my kitchen is clean at the end of the night. And so if I do nothing else, I, at least I try to get those three things done every single day. Um, Kitchens get dirty, you know, they they get stinky, um, they're the hub of the home, they just kind of get out of control very quickly. So I highly recommend that you make sure your kitchen is clean at, at the end of the night. And there is nothing better than walking into a very clean kitchen the very next morning. Um, also, um, on maintaining, I highly recommend um, doing a monthly, adding this into your monthly purge, I should say. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to my website under printables. I have a 12 month uh, monthly purge checklist. And essentially what it is, is focusing on one space of your home for one month at a time, just kind of when you have a little extra time going in and purging that space. So Um, This is a good time of year to do kitchens because, again, it's right before the holidays, before we do all that baking and cooking and entertaining. So November is a good time to add your kitchen into your monthly purge and kind of get in there and get things cleaned up. So, all right. The last thing I'm going to talk about is what do we do in our kitchens? What is the main function of our kitchen? Well, generally, it's about meal planning meal prep, meal storage. So this is where we put all of our foods, obviously, and cook them and prepare them and eat them and enjoy them. Um, On my my website, another thing that I have right now is it's called the Weekly Meal Planner. And this is a pretty neat printable. It has like a pre-printed grocery list that you can reprint over and over. Um, you can write out weekly meals. There's space in there for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, I know meal prepping and planning is very, very popular these days uh, with people with on um, weight loss journeys. And so you can actually write down, because I'm a big believer in if you write it down, it has a higher chance of happening. So it gives you space in there to write down that. And then it's just kind of a nice um, resource. There's some common cooking uh, measurement uh, uh, page in there where you can, um, uh, like I always like how many, how many ounces are in a cup? I can never, ever remember. So these are, it's a great little, um, resource that you can tape on the inside of a cabinet. So when it, a recipe calls for eight ounces of a liquid and you have no idea and you don't have that like cool measuring cup that has ounces with cups and all of that, you can just refer to that really quickly and you'll know how many ounces are in a cup. But for the most part, that pretty much covers kitchen organization. Um, it's something that pretty much every home needs. 
Um, and I definitely welcome your guys' questions. Um, you can always email me your questions on any topic, or if there is a specific topic you would love for me to talk about, shoot me an email. Again, go on Instagram, go on Facebook, look up One Organized Mama, and follow me there. This week, I'll be sharing everything that there is about kitchens. Um, Don't judge yourself too harshly. Like I said, coming from a professional organizer, my kitchen is very functional, but it's not very Pinterest worthy most days. So just remember that. But I just wanted to take you, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. This has been such a joy these past few weeks to hear feedback from you and um, connect with some of you. This has been a great way to connect with a lot of my followers. So keep all of the, the questions coming and thank you for listening. I'll see you next week.